All I could see was purple and the perfect shades of orange, all encapsulating this beautiful, beautiful sunset. You see, I had so many opportunities to be distracted at that very moment. You see, I was in the middle of a gas station and there was cars coming in and people were filling up with gas. There's noise everywhere. There's a stoplight in front of me. And I even remembered these teenagers pulling in and they were carpooling for a trip. And I think one of the teenagers, <laughs> he popped out of the trunk because I really do believe that was literally the only space they had for this, for this guy. I had so many opportunities to be distracted, but the sunset of God's creation just overtook me and overwhelmed me. You see, the, the wind was perfect, the temperature was perfect. Everything made me stop and reflect. And at that very moment, I just felt gratitude. I felt thanksgiving. I felt that God, I was hearing from God at that very moment and I was so grateful. But at the same time, as I was in the midst of so many opportunities of getting distracted, I felt convicted. I felt like I was distracted. You know, this past month has been flooded with events and things and doing church things and doing all this stuff, but I feel like I've missed God this last month. I haven't been studying as much as I should have been or in God's Word or writing Him letters or all the things that I love doing with God and hanging out with Him and just pursuing Him. I just felt distracted. Not by necessarily bad things or not necessarily by sin, or, but just things that pile up that take our time and grips gripped my time and it just took away from hanging out with God and I just want to simply remind us today and maybe you feel like the same thing like have have you been distracted lately from hanging out with God or studying or pursuing him as much as he pursues you and I just have some questions as uh, alongside of a reminder do you wish to hear from God right now do you wish to get closer to him and do you feel distant to God? And I just want to give us some encouragement and just get wrapped in that. But first, um, I want to pray for us. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for the breath. Thank you for everything that you've given us. May we be grateful and may we pursue being less distracted or being uh, a son or daughter in Christ by eliminating distractions and just pursuing you today. In Jesus' name, amen. And so if you have one thing to write down, this mission statement of this whole message is uh, distraction leads to spiritual death, but fixation leads to a fountain of faith. I'll say that one more time. Distraction leads to spiritual death, but fixation leads to a fountain of faith. And if you have your Bibles out quickly, um, we're just gonna be reading one verse and a couple Psalms today. Um, the first verse, that I really want to be gripped by is in the book of Hebrews in the New Testament, chapter 12, uh, verses uh, 1 to 2. And it says this, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. This is the key point right here, loved ones. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. And with just reading right there, it's just such a testament of God and our, our lives. And we need to run this race and 
while we're running this race, we just need to throw off everything that entangles us or slows us down, the sin, the distractions, the noise, the events, the plans, the calendar. We just need to eliminate things if they get in the way of getting closer to God and a relationship with Him. And again, not necessarily bad things, but sometimes it could be sin. So is it a sin that's holding you down or distracting you from the glory of God? Or is it just your calendar's full or you're saying yes too much or whatever it may be, I want you to take a deep breath today and try to eliminate the distractions, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter on the faith. And I just have two ways we can just practically do that. And they both come from scripture. They both come from Psalm 100. So if you want to quickly turn there with me as the wind is blowing all my pages away. So bear with me. Um, psalm 100. What a beautiful little psalm this is. And I'm, I'm going to go into all the details a little later. But Psalm 100 says this, Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before Him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is He who made us and we are His. We are His people, the sheep of His pasture. Verse 4, Enter His gates with thanksgiving and His courts with praise. Give thanks to Him and praise His name. For the Lord is good and His love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. What a great psalm. A little short and sweet. Verse 4 is where we're going to pay attention to. The first part of verse 4, it says, Enter His gates with thanksgiving. That's the first point of eliminating distractions and getting closer to God and fixing your eyes on Jesus. Is entering God's presence with thanksgiving. And just being in a posture of gratefulness and thankfulness. And when's the last time that you wrote down what you're thankful for? Are you grateful for salvation, the new life, friends, your perspective shift, your just beautiful overcoming story of sin or addiction or depression or anxiety, the reconciliation of your life to God, the redemption of your soul? Are you grateful? So the first practical tip is yeah, you've probably heard it from pastors or teachers or even your friends or family. Like, get up every single morning and thank God for something. Thank God for the salvation or your home in heaven that you're a co-heir with Christ. You're an heir of God and you have a home in heaven and you are His child. If you keep that big picture in mind of being thankful and grateful and you write a list every single morning, I promise you the distractions, the little blows, the little punches that the devil throws at you of trying to get you distracted will soon become strangely dim because, hey, you're grateful for the big picture. You're grateful for eternity. You're grateful for heaven. You're grateful for fellowship. And you're obviously grateful for your salvation in Jesus. And I think that is an amazing posture to be in, is waking up practically, getting on your knees physically, and thanking God for everything He's done and He's given you right now. And I'm a big fan of writing things down, writing letters. Ten things every single morning. What are you grateful for? I know life, I know life can hit hard. But man, if you take just a couple minutes in the morning and say what you're thankful for, even right after this message, if there's one piece of advice to get closer to God, to hear from God, and to be reminded of God's goodness in your life is to be 
thankful for the things he's already given you. And so number two, um, so the first one is enter his gates with thanksgiving and still following verse four on Psalm 100, it says this, and enter his courts with praise. Enter his courts with praise. And just like that gas station scene that I was in, I was, I entered his presence at that very moment and was so thankful. Was so thankful for the sunset, the beauty, the things that he's given me, the reminders of my gifts and talents and my friends and the church and everything going on. I was so thankful. But that, that, at that very moment, the creation of the world, the sunset, the mountains, the Arizona sunsets just hit different. And so just in a little practical application, I want to read you Psalm 148 of entering his courts with praise. And it's just going to be sticking to that theme of creation and how beautiful it is. So Psalm 148, a little bit of a longer one, but it's a beautiful reminder. And if you've never read Psalm 148, one of my favorites, it keeps your eyes on the big picture of this entire world. It says this, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise Him in the heights above. Praise Him, all His angels. Praise Him, all His heavenly hosts. Praise Him, sun and moon. Praise Him, all you shining stars. Praise Him, you highest heavens and you waters above the skies. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for at His command they were created, and He established them forever and ever. He issued a, de a decree that will never pass away. Praise the Lord from the earth, the great, the great sea creatures and all oceans' depths, lightning and hail, snow and clouds, stormy winds that do His bidding, you mountains and all hills, fruit trees and all cedars, wild animals and all cattle, small creatures and flying birds, kings of the earth and all nations, you princes and rulers on earth, young men and women, old men and children. Let them praise the name of the Lord for his name alone is exalted. His splendor is above the earth and the heavens. And he has raised up for his people a horn, the praise of his faithful servants of Israel, the people close to his heart. Praise the Lord. And I just can't, I cannot even begin to think about all the little distractions in my life when I read that psalm. How he created everything. He called creation good, but just a reminder that he called you very good. If he created such beautiful sunsets, beautiful ocean's depths, beautiful shining stars, he created you. And so if we fix our eyes, just like in Hebrews 12, if we fix our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and the perfecter of faith, we will hear from God. If we eliminate the distractions, if we enter His gates with thanksgiving and His courts with praise, we will hear from God and we will get close to Him and the distractions of the world and of the enemy will glow really, really dim. And I can't wait for that for you because for me it was just an awesome reminder from God and instantly I went home that very next week and I just, I dug in. I dove deep into my devotion. You know, I did say sorry for not uh, hanging out with him and it was able for me to take some deep breaths and every single day I was thankful for it and grateful for it and I just want us to be encouraged by that. And just can we 
take a moment and do this together. Can we be Christians, be a family, be a, 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 a team of collective, just Christians really trying to eliminate the distractions, fixing our eyes on Jesus and pursuing Him with our whole hearts and just getting in that posture of fixating, getting in that posture of being focused, eliminating distractions. Some of you guys need to make some practical applications of just like eliminating noise or get some, <laughs> get some sound canceling headphones you know, or doing things that you can really get into the presence of God and not be distracted. And just like the gas station for me, there's so many, there were so many ways and little um, moments I could have been distracted. But I said no to the distractions. I wanted to hear from God and I continued to fix my eyes on the sunset, the creation, the God of the universe. And I want that so much for you. So slow down, take some time, Eliminate the distractions. Fixate on God. Fixate on Jesus. Fixate on God's creation. I want to leave you guys with this quote. And it says this. Our greatest need before conversion is the gospel of Jesus Christ. And our greatest need after conversion is the same gospel. We never move on from the gospel. Only deeper and deeper into the gospel. As we continue to believe the gospel, our eyes remain centered on Christ. They, they are centered on God himself, who is not simply at the top of our priority list, but the fountain and the center of every priority in all of life. So again, with that mission statement, distraction leads to spiritual death, but fixation leads to a fountain of faith. I love you guys. I can't wait to see you guys. And I'll talk to you guys soon.